It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. February the 28th, 2016, and from Coolidge, Arizona, and I know that you are all anxiously awaiting for the class in the book of Acts today. Before we get into the text of chapter 5, last week we had a full class here, and we're down some today. But we had, uh, we had a discussion on why all of this was transpiring. And the one thing that differs Christianity from all other religions in the world, now and historically, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is nothing else that matters if that isn't true about any religion. And so all of the people here who were hearing the apostles talk about the resurrection, that's the message in their view that must be stopped because that's the pivot point. Everything hinges on what you believe and think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Sometimes that belief is simply stopped by changing it, altering it, putting a spin to it. But to come back to the fact, the historic reality that Jesus rose from the dead, adequately documented, changes everything. Now, as a result of that class, or in the midst of that class, I made a statement last week that uh, raised a question with some folks that weren't familiar with my language. I don't mean profanity. Um, Is when I I said that uh, the resurrection had value because Jesus was a man. And had he not been a man, and we read several scriptures talking about that last week, then the resurrection really doesn't mean anything if he was something other than what we are. Because, well, what would it prove if God were raised? What does that prove to me? doesn't prove anything at all. So uh, the question came up about that. <clears throat> and yesterday in, in my email, I got a, a printout from the Institute of Creation Research. This is written by a Ph.D. author. In fact, he's the, he is the founder of ICR. <clears throat> and I have notes here that I've passed out that those of you who are on the air now live and on future won't have that. <clears throat> but I want to show you that <clears throat> by overlooking a little piece of grammar, he misses the point. This is by Henry M. Morris, Ph.D. <clears throat> 
I think that he is the founder or the son of the founder of the Institute of Creation Research. I think it is now based in Texas. It was in California. <clears throat> and they have a college of scientists. So he starts the, his little article here with Colossians 1.15. <clears throat> and we might as well turn to that. If you have your Bibles... Um, there. Um, if you have one at home, I know it's probably stuffed away in a drawer somewhere, uh, but um, if you can pull it up, <clears throat> pull it out, <clears throat> and come with me to Colossians 1. I'm not going to deal with everything here. I want to get back to uh, Acts chapter 5 if we can, but <clears throat> But in response to a question raised last Sunday about my statement on who Jesus was, who is in Colossians one fifteen, who who is the speaking of Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, and that that simply means that uh, he was visible. He was the image of the invisible God, the first, and then this statement is the key one here that we're going to deal with today. The firstborn of every creature. <clears throat> now, that, that's a good verse. He, he was the firstborn of everything that God did. He was the first. Now, in paragraph in the first paragraph here's how he begins a widespread cult heresy now he doesn't understand at this point what he's talking about but keep that in mind a widespread cult heresy based on this verse claims that Jesus Christ was not eternal <clears throat> but merely the first being created. Well, part of that we would agree with. What does the idea that the Bible speaks of him as his son, what does that imply? That he's from God. That he is from God. Carries the same characteristics as God. That's why... He is the visible image of the invisible God, but not God. A son is always subject. Oh, the red didn't come through. Where is my master? Have you got a master? <clears throat> Dave, what? would it be was the image? Was the, was the visible? I think that he is. Perpetually, he, he is always the reflection of the. Thank you. Whew! I thought I was in big trouble here. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so th that statement, the firstborn of every creature is of uh, every um, create every creature or creation, is where we want to focus in on. So focus in there with me, and. He states then that there is a widespread cult heresy. 
Well, I have, I don't know where that is, and I don't know what he's referring to, unless he's referring to the Jehovah's Witness, and that could be. <clears throat> but that isn't that widespread. But he's threatened by it, whatever it is. And then he has in there, perhaps an angel, uh, before becoming a man. Well, we believe that somewhere the conflict between Satan and God and Christ, see, Satan was a created being. The Son was a created being. This is a verse that we use, one of our verses that we can use for evidence. Jesus was a created being. When, we don't know, <clears throat> because there was a whole host of heaven and Satan was a created being. Otherwise, there'd be two creators. But notice his evidence. This is, that's where I want to go. <clears throat> he says, note, however, that the verse does not say he was the first created of every creature. And it gets into double talk here. But the firstborn of every creature. Well... Either he doesn't know what it means to be born or something. I don't know what he means, what the problem is there, but that's devil talk. Here's where he goes on. <clears throat> In fact, the very next verse, now the very next verse would be what? And this is his strongest argument. Folks, this is what I want you to plug in with me this morning. <clears throat> Jesus was raised from the dead as a man, he put aside his identity with God in Philippians 2.5. Pushed it aside. We don't know everything of what happened prior to that event. But we know that he was considered the son, and God did not give Jesus to become his son in John 3.16, he so loved the world that he gave his son. His son already existed. It was the son who had meaning to the father who had come out of him that he gave. He didn't give his equal. Because then why didn't the son give the father if they're equals? Why is why it doesn't make any why sense. Why is God afraid of Jesus? What? Why is God afraid of Jesus? I didn't quite hear that again. Why, don't, why, why is the direction of prayer reversed as well? Yeah, we might as well. That's right. We might as well pray to Jesus through the Father. <clears throat> hey, Dave, I, I don't want to step on your lesson, but I, I'll bet you money that that by isn't by, but it's dia. Oh, well, you do good. That's where we're headed. Well, now, I have good I, I, oh, I want you to know that... <clears throat> That's what he's using as the strength of his argument because he could not have been created by the Father or brought into being by the Father out of the bosom of the Father because he was the one who created everything and had to be there before. Well, of course, that's why it says he was the firstborn of every creature because everything that was brought into being was brought into being through whom? Through him. So, of course, that's obvious. For, <clears throat> okay, verse 16. Now look at verse 16. He is saying, 
The next verse says that by him were all things created. He was never created, for he himself is the creator. Now, now, folks, that can just blown apart so easy, but let's take the verse that he's used for his strongest argument. First of all, <clears throat> in the Greek it reads, for in him, not by him, there's no by. Get it out of your text. That's what we call profanity. For in him, so he pre-existed before everything else, but that doesn't mean that he was not brought into existence by his Father. All things were created. All things that are in the heaven and that are in earth, the earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All, now here, <clears throat> here's the punchline. All things. And he says, because it says by him, he is the creator. But, folks, that's right. Greg, you got it. It does not say by him. It says what? Through him. Everybody else out there believes that, though, this by business. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, and, of course, he's representing the Calvinist position. I know that through him. What's that? The New American Standard translates that through him. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay, they so right. they got it right there. Well, they got it right at the end, but they didn't get it right at the beginning. Yeah, let's get it all right. Is it by at the beginning? Uh, here. Right? No. Yeah, it's by at the beginning and through at the end. You're right. Yeah. All, right. all things have been created through him and for him. <clears throat> so what's the difference there between what the text actually says and what Dr. Morris has said. Everything. <laughs> That's about it. You see, it's changing the role of God. Who is worshipped in Revelation as the Creator? The Father, yes, right. And... Uh, but all that was created by the Father was done making purpose to what God has made because it was all created in and through him. That means that Christ is the focal point of all that. When you see the sun, you ought to see Christ. When you see the earth, you ought to see Christ. When you see a tree, you ought to see Christ. When you see a mosquito, you ought to see Christ. Don't swat it. But the point is that <clears throat> the Father used the Son who was out of his own bosom. Out of means that he had a source in the Father but had come and separated himself from the Father, 
and became a separate entity, sharing the same spirit, that is the same nature. That's why he could say, my father and I are one. One in what? One in spirit, one in nature. But in that context particularly, one in purpose. And then he goes on to say that the disciples, you guys, you're all going to be one in us as we are in each other. Well, they're not all gods. I think the point that's been missed so often in that situation, David, is that Christ said that with the authority of having chose. Because obviously... Satan had a choice, too. He did, and that's, of course, that's why this was all created, is to resolve that issue. So that, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's, a, there's more. They're giving Christ something that doesn't belong to him and taking away the most important part of what he did do. That's right. By saying that, by equalizing them, by making them the same, it's, it's a complete... It's, it's a travesty. It's profane. I like that profane travesty. Great. All right, now <clears throat> let's let's read his his next text. One quick thing, Dave, and it's not for it into him. How does that? Where, where I don't. Uh, at the end of verse sixteen. And into him were created. <clears throat> okay. How does that that change? Why, why make that for? You know, I don't know why they made that for. How is it in the New American Standard? I believe it's for. For? And into, through him and, in, oh, I, oh, you know, I, oh. Let's not get started there. I, that brings us into Revelation, Daniel chapter 7, and all kinds of things. That's, a, that's another month. Okay. And not, not, and through him and for him, but it's, through him and into him. So if it was, you know, it was through him and into him, certainly suggests two entities, separate entities, not equals, because the son, as a son, is always subject to the father. And Jesus played that role, always subject to the father. It was that son who had come out of the bosom of the Father that the Father sent to become one of us. He did not bring himself or send himself. He sent his Son, and he was to be as one of us for how long in Hebrews? For a little while. In the days of his flesh, for a little while, he was as one of us. And having lived his life without a rebellion against God, he became the means of God judging Satan, which the book of Revelation is dealing with, the judgment of Satan, justified by the fact that one, his son, lived without violating God's law, God's nature. Satan had seen God, had rebelled against God, And so there's no remedy for Satan. His only solution for him was eternal separation. And the Revelation deals with that. 
Folks, we we got to get we got to get together that the world religions are all wrong. And most of Christendom is wrong because they don't have the right view of the resurrection and the right view of who Jesus is. And until we get that right, we can't solve the world's problem. It will not be resolved by the Republicans nor the Democrats. Now, Romans chapter 1 and verse 3. John 1, 3. This is his next verse. And he says now, this is his second strongest argument, that all things were made by him. And he's using that to justify his statement about his condemnation of those who believe like we do concerning Jesus. Look at this. This guy's a Ph.D. guy. As, well, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. As Nolan says, you've got to have five or six to misunderstand a lot of this stuff, and he's only got one. <clears throat> so all things, all, uh, let's see, verse, uh, verse 3, all things came into being. Well, you see, it's got it right. He's, he's quoting the King James. All things were made by him. That's not true. All things were made what? Through him. Now that puts Jesus into his proper perspective when you realize that he was the instrument that God used to bring everything into being that is in being. David? Yes. One of the things that I'm trying to make out here is, is God being perfect. He needed an instrument to set up the rules for creation. And I wonder... Does that make sense, that Christ, you know, was able to set up the rules for the physical? I, I you know, the, I, I don't know for sure what you mean, Mike. I don't either. <laughs> so, well, now, but that's good. I like that. That I well, understand. God had to have an instrument through whom he could do the creation because there had to be rules for that creation, and God wouldn't actually know what those rules you know Christ is the one who had to come and fix stuff and so he had was he the one that made the rules of you know for for which God made the creation I I what am I trying to say I don't know well Mike I I don't know if I have an answer to that I'm not sure I buy that Okay, if you you look at verse 1, where it says uh, the word was with us, the word is Jesus. It's logic. It's a plan. And that's what uh, uh, Mike is talking about here. Right. Did you hear that, Mike? Yeah, that's what I mean. Lana, did did you hear what Lana said? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, And I, I think she's. I think that's what I'm trying to say is in in the beginning, go back to Job and the argument and everything, uh, there had to be some kind of a setup to to solve the issue. And so evidently, maybe Christ and Satan were, were 
were on opposite sides of the fence. And so in order to solve the problem, God was the only one who could do the creation, but he had to have some kind of architect plan to do it. All right. Huh? And that's what Lana was saying in, in verse 1 when it says the word, the uh, says in the beginning was the logic, the plan, the idea, the order. And we know that in verse 13 that refers to the, the one who became flesh. Right. I, I think, in my mind anyway, when I think of Jesus before his incarnation, that he it was exactly this word, a plan. He was in God's mind. He was part of God. He was with God as a plan, as a as his word. Because when God speaks, things happen. So when God spoke, <coughs> the world was created because he said it was. And, and he so, said, let there be light, then there was light. He was the word. The word was the, the plan, the whole embodiment of what he was doing. And the fact that the yeah. word was made for this purpose, made for Jesus, made for, the, like I said, the salvation, is all in the, the plan, the word. Okay. So, so then, Lana, see, Christ couldn't create anything. But he needed God to make the creation, or and God needed a plan. <laughs> So it's sort of like a contractor and an architect. You know, the the architect can draw out the plans, and the and the contractor goes and carries out those plans. And, and uh, but but neither one can do each other's job. Well, they could, but they don't. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. So it, I I think that that makes God didn't if that's the case, it makes sense to me. I didn't get that last statement, Mike. Well, if this is the case, that, that, that like Lana was just explaining, then all of a sudden this all really makes some serious sense to me. I, I've had problems with this, you know, how that works. And, but now that, kind of, that would make sense to me. I think so. So that's, that's a very valid point. Let's go back to verse 3 now and see... <clears throat> What they've done now, but he's quoting the King James. That's always a problem, isn't it? You, if you're, you always want to use the King James if you're a Calvinist, because that will accommodate your belief system. But let's get beyond that. Let's get down to what's right, because salvation is not something we want to tinker with. Let's keep it true. So in verse. John chapter 1 and verse 3, all things were made, in the King James it says, by him. But it's not by. And if your Bible has by in it, get rid of it. It's not the word by, it's the word what? Dia. It's the word through. And that isn't what I say. That's what the people who created the language back in Alexander the Great. He's the creator of the language in which the Bible was written, called the Koine language. Alexander the Great created this language used by Jesus and the apostles. They had the grammar right. Why do we keep shifting it? Why do we keep um, putting a spin to it? We've got to get out of the spin and back to what's right because 
Everyone is responsible for what God has said and what God has said through his word. The word can be understood. We must get a hold of it. But, folks, we've got to get it right. In, in verse 3, so it says in the original language, not by him, but all things through him were made. And without, I need some more text. And without him was not anything that made Let me start over again. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. See, the New American Standard has already... That's one reason why you can't find a New American Standard available on the book, Bible bookstores anymore. You know, they've taken them off. They've taken them off the market. The updated version is really hard to find. Yeah. So if you... Um, if you're after one, you, if you see one, get it, because they're taking them off the market. They'll take them off the market until they're all gone. The New American Standard just throws itself right in the face of all the elements of Calvinism. And uh, that's why we try to adhere to it, and they'll take it off of this program eventually. All right, so in him was life, and, uh, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. That tells us, folks, then, what I've said all along, that the purpose of creation is not that you can drive a new Ferrari. As much as I like a Ferrari. I, I like cars. I, I like cars. Abner, if I had the money, I'd buy a new car every day. I love a new car. Obviously, I'm not going to because I've had this one for 20 years, right? I've got nearly 300,000 miles on it. But, you know, I like cars. I do. I like cars. I like machinery. I like tractors. But they're not the reason. They're not the purpose of creation. Everything that was made was made through Christ, that he was the center, the focus for why everything was made. He is the reason why there was a creation. Hey, David. And whenever we sidestep him, we're sidestepping the purpose of the very part, the very thing that we live in in that God's created world. I don't know. That's, that's tough. Dave? Yes? And I have one more question here. So, So in the beginning... So if, if, if Jesus was the architect for this and, and God put it into motion, Jesus and Satan must have been having discussion of, the, of what the rules of engagement would be that would satisfy. It had, also, creation had to satisfy Satan. Well, I think that's right, Mike. And, and my, one of the first lessons I bring on, um, on the basic Bible studies is what took place, what was going on before the beginning that gave cause for the beginning? God had all the power, according to Satan, and that's why he, he was in charge. 
And Satan's accusation against God was that, uh, you know, the, the rest of the beings who were free will in, in the heavenly host way before creation, things that we are beyond our scope of understanding except those things that are specifically revealed, such as what I'm saying is specifically revealed to us. From the book of Job, the conflict was that Satan caused and led a rebellion against God by saying that no one would serve God if, it, if, if God did not bribe them to do so. And he came to God and he said the same thing about Job. Job, he said to the Father, Job would not be perfect and loyal to you, but you bribe him. That's the theology of Christendom today. I just that got if you're a Christian, you should become a Christian because God's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to do something else for you. That's, a, that's satanic certainism. That's not living by faith. That's living by sight. So the whole doctrine of subjectivism thinking that God is doing something for you individually, in or out of prayer, is absolutely false. Because that's the trick that Satan has put in the, in the minds of, you know, the current Protestant Christian so-called world. Everything is geared around that. All, almost all of our songs, what God will do for you, he's done everything, is our responsibility to be in the place where it is that God made. All right. <clears throat> um, well, that's probably all that we need to do there, and we're almost out of time anyhow. Um, <clears throat> but the emphasis last week that we made was on the resurrection that all of this conflict going on here in Acts chapter 4 and 5, these people wouldn't, would these people, would these people have buckled down and resisted the forces of government if they did not believe that the resurrection was true? Would they be putting their lives on the line just 40 days after, 50 days afterwards? Would they be subjecting themselves to the government's powers, attempting to put them to death? I wouldn't if I didn't believe that it was real. And that's why then when the government of Israel, as well as the government of Rome at that time, united to try to get this message stopped and stopped solid, because as long as it perpetuates, everything is at risk that we stand for, except being right with God. That's the issue. And if we don't understand, that's one thing. But if we look at the documentation, look at the witnesses, why there is far more witnesses and evidence about the resurrection of Jesus Christ than the idea that Hitler ever lived. You can't prove that he lived. You haven't seen him. 
My ancestry did. It's been built on that false theology. And if you threaten that industry, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Just like if you walked into the office of IBM or whatever and started telling them the way it was going to be. Yeah. I'm glad you can see it. This is, the, this is what separates the Lord's people from the peoples of the world. And folks, it has to be our message. Because the world is doomed. You don't think so. Look around you. I don't care what political party it is. But look at the wars going on. It's going to get worse. It's not nice. I don't like seeing people getting hurt. I don't like that. I don't like that at all, Abner. It's your fault. <laughs> you know, I, I just I just think war is terrible. And it's getting more universal, and it's going to hit this country like you've never seen. The division. Oh, the division. The divisions now are so deep. Intense divisions. Um, and I keep hearing, I keep hearing, Nolan, I beg your forgiveness and a repetition of something I've said so often. But I, I keep saying, because I keep hearing, on the if you watch the news at all, you know, if, if you have watched the news, you may have picked up the idea that there's a lot of political stuff going on. <laughs> oh, really? If you got that idea? And, you know, there's so much race stuff. All they need to come to grips with is what the Bible says. There's one race, and that's the human race. Period. One race of mankind. Now there's different tribes. Different tribes. We're all. I'm. You know. I'm half Jew. You're half what? I'm from the White Boy, Iowa tribe. Oh no! Oh no! There's no forgiveness on that one. <laughs> um, I'm from the Irish Irish tribe. So I've been told. Oh yeah. But he's an Irish Mexican. <laughs> he's done. Yeah. Oh. But you, both parties keep talking about why do they perpetuate race difference when there's only one race, and that's the human race. All of this race stuff all comes from man. It doesn't come from God. It's, it's a political tool. Of course it is. And we've got to get over it. And until we get over it and get the point, uh, there's just going to be wars and battles, and there's no need for that. There's no need for it. We come around the throne of God um, through His Word right here. It doesn't make any difference. I one of the, one of the, my dad's dreams, and we had a big, big church and in Oregon. I got pictures. I should have brought them. Um, all concrete. The Catholics used to come up and watch during construction. This thing's solid concrete. It had footings and it had ducts built into the ground for all the utilities that you could get into. 
you know, in case there's ever any problem with heating and cooling and sewage and all that kind of stuff. Everything was in a walkable, uh, accessible ductwork, fully concreted. And they'd come in and and it leaked out that some of them had said, like they do, you know, is that where you're going to bury the people that you kill or, you know, things like that? Is that, is that a, you know, very, very suspicious. Our time is up, but I'm not. I, I, I lost my thought there. I looked at the clock and I said, "Oh, it's past time." Um, I, I, I lost where I was going. Oh, yeah, and, and we. And your dad's dream. Oh, my dad. Oh, thank you, thank you. My dad, because we had a lot of Indian folks, and uh, they're going to come down here maybe next year for Thanksgiving. I mean, for uh, Bob's concert if he if he's able to be here. Um, and um, some of those, some of the people who we all grew up with, is, we didn't know they were Indians. Madeline, which is a good close friend to Sharon and me, we all grew up together. We didn't know that. They were just, they were all, we were all the same orchestra together. Wow. Now today she's the head of the tribal council, you know, over, flies back. She lives in Wasilla, Alaska. Flies that owns her own, own airline. She sold it now, but she has free flight, free flight everywhere she wants to go anytime. Um, and if we can get her to come down, you'd really enjoy her. She looks like an Indian now. Beat up, you know. <laughs> she messed with me one time too many. And the only thing I remember her by is I got a scar on my finger right here. I was at her house. We were allowed to play with Indian kids. Yeah. I got a scar right here, Abner. See that scar right there? See that? I had a new jackknife. Any of you have got a jackknife? You got one? You got a jackknife with you? Oh, what do you say? Only on Friday. Oh, I like it. Oh, I like that. And, and, and I, I had, at her house, I had cut my finger with that new jackknife. And she was the one that came and bandaged it up. So I, I endured, she endeared herself to me, you know, by taking care of me in a terribly, terribly serious wound. <laughs> but, you know, there is one race, that's the human race, and we've got to come to grips with that. This is my little girl. All right, folks, we are way over time. We need to go. I need to get a break here before I really get into tomato country. That's what we call the church service because they bring tomatoes to throw. Father, we thank you for a good time together again today. For the open minds and the open hearts to what your will is, and may we adhere to it and make application of it to our lives and in our thinking. In Jesus' name, amen. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.